Welcome to Read With Me, a podcast from Westwood Church, where we seek to provide you with good books that you may be encouraged in your Christian walk. I'm your host, Christian Baer. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Read With Me. I'm your host, Christian Barrett, and today I'm joined with Associate Pastor Ben Russell. Ben, thanks for coming on. Hey, thanks for having me, Christian. And so we mentioned last week in our first episode of Read With Me that uh, we're going to take some time to interview leadership here at Westwood Church uh, and just recommend some books that have shaped the Christian lives of those that are in leadership roles here at Westwood. And so Ben is our first guest for this unveiling of this podcast. And so he's got some books in front of him um, that he's going to kind of walk us through today. So Ben, what are some books that have shaped your Christian life? Well, it's a great question. I think everybody should be asked that question. I think one of the greatest things that we can do is uh, enjoy reading. And so uh, for me, I'm starting off with Systematic Theology by Wayne Grudem. Mm -hmm. And so I think this is a fantastic read. Uh, it's, it's the first systematic theology book that I ever got my hands on. Uh, and I'll just define it the way that he does. A systematic theology, uh, what it does is it, it takes the whole Bible, it takes what it teaches us, and, and what it does is it answers the question uh, in different topics. And so, you know, as you're flipping through this, you're going to see various... Um, sections you know uh, on theology so it's going to be sectioned out by god by scripture by man by christ by the holy spirit and so what i like about this one specifically is that uh, wayne grudem just makes it tangible i mean uh, systematic theology can be something that feels intimidating it feels scary uh and it's it's deep stuff but it doesn't have to be uh difficult and i think he does a fantastic job that's what made me hunger for it whenever i first got into it so he definitely helped open my eyes and give me a desire to know more yeah. about theology, just yeah. in general. Would you say it's really valuable to have a theology? As you're studying the Bible and you're studying different concepts, and I, and I know in even my own study Bible, there's notes in there, and I'm like, what is? I want to know more about that specific thing. And systematic theologies have been helpful for me. Would you say this is a good resource just to kind of have at hand as you're studying through the Word? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, uh, in the index, at the very end, I I love how they've got it split up. Uh, One, it's invaluable to me because uh, you can look it up by Scripture. So if you're going Mm -hmm. through a certain Scripture, you can look up Genesis chapter 6, and then you can look at what sections Genesis 6 are represented in the systematic theology. Uh, And it's going to, again, give you, uh, it's going to break it up between God, man, Jesus, Mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit, like all these different things that we're dealing with. But just does it in an organized way. And so for me, I'm a very organized type A. I like the organization. And so having it that laid out is really a helpful tool. And that's it's something that's kind of funny just looking at the history of systematic theologies. We're in your office and I see um, Louis Burkhoff's systematic theology over there. And it's interesting, the evolution, because you get your hands on older systematic theology. And if you don't have a newly published version of it, it's not nice and neat and organized for you. And so I like the way Grudem sets his up as well. Um, One of the things that I'm looking at this book, it's right in front of us. um, And it's very obvious just from the size of it. And as you flip through it, it's what I like to call uh, Bible pages. And so they're the thin little pages, right? They're they're really thin. And so this book, you open it up and it's over a thousand pages of written word. 
So what do you what do you say to someone who says it's it's a that's a daunting book? How am I ever supposed to be expected to pick up and read this book? It is a lot, you know. And again, I would say use your table of contents uh, first. Uh, also use your appendixes. You know, you're you're going to be able to look up um, uh, songs. They've got it classified by songs. If there's a certain song uh, by by authors, uh, or, or uh, they've got it split up by again biblical chapters. They've got a glossary in the back. Everything that's going to kind of help you work through it. Uh, but I would say don't be intimidated by it uh, because it's structured the way that it is. It, you know, your 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 uh, table of contents is going to help you out tremendously. Yeah. And so it's one of those kind of books that you don't necessarily have to read through from page one through mm. 1200. Yeah. Um, you can use it as a reference yeah. book and work through it as you need to. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing I would encourage people to do is, uh, Grudem, I don't know that anybody else has really done this, but one of the things that he's done is he's uh, written two other books and they're different variations of this mm. big systematic theology yeah. book. Yeah. So he's got a, one called Bible Doctrine, which is a lot of the same content from this, but it's condensed into a smaller version, yeah. a little more uh, friendly, yeah. user-friendly, a little more yeah. handy. And then they've got one that is really uh, just a, a, a paperback pamphlet is what I would call yeah. it, but it's called Christian Beliefs. And it's, again, same chapters, same systematic theology broken up, mm. but much smaller. And it's really almost... Um, what I like about all three of these books, no matter which one you want to tackle, I've used this smaller one in just one-on-one -on -one discipleship mm. with guys. Yeah. It's been fantastic. These other ones are more of what I would call just reference books, yeah. but they've really, they're so laid out well. Yeah. And at the end of each of these chapters, no matter which one you're into, there's going to be questions that are just mm. going to be pointed toward what you yeah. just read. Yeah. And that's helpful for me. Yeah. that's a, I think that's the one of the things I appreciate just about any type of theology book that takes the time to uh, ask a question uh, to their reader, to point them to think deeply about the things they've just read, um, to think deeply about them in line with what Scripture says. It, it reminds me of what one of our elders said uh, in a, a sermon a few weeks ago, a few months ago at this point, um, in Colossians. Jeff Burden said, right doctrine, right thinking, mm. right living. And that's stuck with me. I mean, that's it's probably been three or four months at this point. Um, and it's it shows to me, it's a reminder of why why we have massive books like this. Yeah. Because when we come to Scripture, sometimes the answer is not as black and white as we'd like it to be. And these systematic theologies are really helpful in helping us understand some doctrines. Um, and right doctrine leads to right thinking, and right thinking leads to right living. And so um, what we think about God matters. Um, I believe it's R.W. Arthur W. Pink, who said, "What well, the most important thing about us is what we think about God. And so we want to think right things about God. So I Amen. love that you have picked out a systematic theology that's also been broken down for um, just one-on-one -on -one discipleship or one-on-one -on -one personal study and growth. Because yes. uh, the more we know about God, the more we're going to worship Him. Yeah, and so theology right. leads to doxology, the, the praise of God. And I love that. So what's a, what's another one of these books that's helped uh, shape your, your Christian walk and life and yeah. um, devotion to the Lord? So in thinking about the three books that I wanted to present, uh, I'm kind of doing a stair step. And so mm -hmm. I'm starting with what I would call just very much uh, high theology, going to be a little more on the academic scale. And as we step down, I'm going to recommend Randy Alcorn's book, Heaven. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I, so for me, 
this book where I, where I fell onto this was uh, in 2005 or six. My wife and I went to a college conference called Resolved, mm-hmm. and it was in Palm Springs. It's Macar- John MacArthur's college ministry, and they were hosting it. And the theme was heaven, and uh, I just it exposed me to one guys that I had never heard. Randy Alcorn being one of those. He spoke, and uh, the authority that he was so cautious. I mean, the way that he articulated and worked through his session was really how he does in his book. Mm. He's very. When we talk about heaven, man, uh, we've done ministry and we've seen hospital visits, and and that's not the time to correct someone's theology, yeah. right? Uh, but and you're going to hear all kinds of wild stuff sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's what they're doing to cope, mm-hmm. really, at the time. Uh, and so whenever, uh, having been exposed to that, I wanted to have a better understanding to where I could insert good theology and good encouragements mm-hmm. that were scriptural yeah. into those moments yeah. without necessarily correcting someone. Mm-hmm. Or And so what yeah. this book's done for me is, uh, you know, he's got, he does a great job with this kind of a topic of going as far as you can go using mm-hmm. scripture and then no further. Yeah. And that's one of the dangers that we have in a lot of books that are with heaven. Yeah. They just kind of make a blanket statement. This is it, black and white. This is how it's going to be. And it was as we were talking kind of prior to this, that was one of the things you kind of mentioned. Um, kind of how it's subdivided and different questions that are just posed in it. Yes. He doesn't give a yes or no answer. It's not black and white on certain issues of what heaven will look like. And so he, he says what scripture will say and he goes no farther. Exactly. And that's something I think is valuable when it comes to a book such as one yeah. on heaven, what we're banking on eternal life through Christ alone. Um, he says no more than needs to be said outside yeah. of scripture. So that's a, a helpful resource. It is. And it's one of those things where when we talk about, you know, whenever it's helped me tremendously in ministry um, and just personal life, I've had family who have passed mm-hmm. away and, you know, everybody yeah. starts asking questions about what heaven's going to look like. And yeah. it's one of those things where I realized after that conference that I really hadn't given as much thought to yeah. what I know what my hope is. I know my hope is in Christ, and I know where my eternity will be, but what does that look like, Mm -hmm. you know? This helps answer and give a lot of clarification. Yeah, Yeah, that's helpful. Um, What would you say has you've gained the most from that in your personal walk? Obviously, looking Mm -hmm. at it from a... You know the yeah. pastoral side of things, and uh, I, I, I warn you, I've not asked, I've not given these questions to Ben. He's not scripted, so he doesn't have an answer. So these are real in time thoughts. So yeah. what personally, what comfort did a book like Heaven bring you? Well, in one of the first couple chapters of this book, and it's been years since I've read it, but again, this is one that I use as a reference, so I don't have mm-hmm. to again read it all the way through. Mm-hmm. I can go back and pick things out. But in the first couple chapters, he makes a phrase. That was, it, 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 this was the, the quote. It was, uh, if you are a Christian, this earth is as close to hell as you'll ever get. And if you're not a Christian, this earth is as close to heaven as you'll ever mm-hmm. get. And it was just that reality check uh, for me of being able to have my mm-hmm. soul fed with the realities of heaven and, mm-hmm. and what there is to look mm-hmm. forward to. Uh, we, we just, we, I think that it's so easy for me. I get caught up in what I'm doing today and this week and what my calendar has on it. And so I know that heaven is a reality. I'm looking toward that. 
but it's almost like it's not on my calendar yet because I'm not going to die until I'm 85 or whatever, right? So it's like I just tend to not give consideration to those things. Mm. Um, And so for me, it's just been water to a fiery soul to be able to have Mm. some of those questions answered. And there are questions that everybody's asking at some point. And so it's helpful to be able, for me, to be able to rest in the hope that I know I have and just see more clarity that comes with that. But again, using scripture to bring that clarity. That's helpful. What's the the last book you have with you today? The last book is a very tangible book, and it's called The Gospel and Personal Evangelism. This this, is a well-used book. For those of you that can't see it, describe what this book now looks like, man. This book, it's, it's simply, it's marked all over, but the pages just the binding has just come undone. And so it's almost like I need a clipboard to hold it all together, but it has been well used. I have another one on my shelf simply uh, because I need to be able to quickly reference things out of it. And I use it all the time. Uh, Mark Dever wrote this book. This is part of his nine marks series of books that he's put out. Uh, But this is a fantastic read. It's no more than 110 pages. And really, what I love about this book is this has helped me tremendously in my uh, personal evangelism to other people. It's helped spur and encourage me into that because that's intimidating. Uh, But what I love about this book is, you know, it it asks the question, why don't we evangelize, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, What is the gospel? And I know that these things seem like they are easy to answer. Uh, Why don't we evangelize? Because I'm just busy. I don't make time for it. What is the gospel? It's Jesus and his work on the cross. Who should evangelize? Everybody. How should we evangelize? Boldly, right? Like these are easy things to answer, but whenever you're able to get into a book like this, Mm -hmm. um, you're able to really pick apart. um, And and again, there's questions at the end of each chapter. It's just great for a personal read. So it really convicted me as I was reading through it, I know what I should be doing. We all do as yeah. Christians. We should be sharing the gospel. But this helps frame yeah. that out in a way that brings it home. Yeah. How has this book, you said it's something you kind of reference back to every now and then. How is it shaping, even though you have the first read through, um, and this is the, the beauty of books, right? You read them once and usually if, if it's a great book, you'll go back to it. So your first read through to, let's say if you read it now, how's it still shaping you and your personal evangelism? Well, it's certainly driving me to my knees in prayer. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then more than that, one of the things that really stuck out to this book for me was this concept of... What, what, what do I need to evangelize? I know I should do it. Mm-hmm. So help give me some practical tools that are going to set me on. Again, I'm a very linear. I, I like uh, organization. And so one of the things he says in here is uh, there needs to be three things present in your gospel presentation. And so uh, as long as you give me a list, I'm good to go. I love lists. And so he says, one, you need urgency mm-hmm. about you because the message that we bring of truth is one of urgency, you know? Uh, so urgency is one. Truth is another. You have to use the word of God to proclaim the word of God. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that is not always going to be fun and mm-hmm. pleasant because when we talk about the gospel, mm-hmm. I think that as we... Uh, listen to certain individuals, you're going to hear a heavier emphasis on the work of Christ, but not our sin. And our sin is pivotal in understanding the gospel and receiving that. And so that truth has to be present, even though it's not one, whenever I meet with somebody and and we talk about them being sinners as everyone is without Mm -hmm. Christ, 
that's not a fun topic. No. When, when we talk about where our eternity lies without Christ, that's not fun. No. And so, but you still have to bring that truth mm-hmm. because nobody, uh, you know, he states in there, nobody takes medicine for something that they don't understand, mm-hmm. right? I'm not putting anything in my body. And so there has to be a full understanding of that truth. And then the final thing is if we just have urgency and just have truth, then it's going to be a very uh, bleak <laughs> affair, yeah. right? Yeah. He goes, there's got to be joy. Yeah. This is the best news in the world, so have joy. Yeah. So for me, those three things, uh, anytime I share with someone, I find myself going, "Help! where's my balance? Mm. Because I tend to, uh, everybody's different, right? Your personality may tend to lean more on the joy and the truth side, but not urgent. And so for me, that's typically where I land. And so I've got to remind myself, this is an urgent issue. Move. I I think that's probably, I think, where you would find most people at on the the gospel sharing. Like, oh, I can be joyful. I can bring out the, you know, the important, the the bad side of this thing. Um, But are they urgent? Are you, do you actually know the good news? Do you actually believe these things to be true? And that comes out sometimes in our lack of urgency. Um, And the Lord convicts us and says... Do you really believe this? I remember a few weeks ago, I had a college student actually say, do we actually believe this? And if we do, why don't we look different? And That's right. it's, there's some truth in that. And so I like that Dever pulls that out of that book. And it's just an easy, easy book to reference back to, to keep in set, keep yourself in check as you are evangelizing. So I'm thankful for you and these books that you've shared with us. The final question for you, again, this question not being given beforehand, reading's difficult, right? Um, there are some people that are naturally, they love to read, they, they enjoy reading. I'm, I'm a reader, I love to read. Reading's not the easiest thing for some people to get into. So how would you, uh, what advice would you give to someone who's like, all right, I'm hearing you leaders at Westwood Church talk about these books mm-hmm. that have shaped your life. I, like I'm just not a reader. I'm not there, but I want to be. Yeah. What advice would you give that person? Well, first of all, uh, find a topic that you're passionate about and that you can understand. So draw from a book that's not going to be a, a 1,200 page book, right? Mm-hmm. So start with a small book and set yourself up for success. I know mm-hmm. that if I try to read in bed, it's not happening. I'm going to be mm-hmm. asleep in three minutes. Yeah. And so find the time where you're awake find the place where you're comfortable and find the book that you can start with. Because mm-hmm. whenever I set goals for myself, I want to have a victory. I mm-hmm. want to see that goal attained. Yeah. So start small and work your way up. Yeah, that's great advice. So I've been thankful for you. The The three books that Ben has recommended with the, the two editions from Grudem, uh, we have The Systematic Theology by Wayne Grudem, uh, Bible Doctrines by Wayne Grudem, and Christian Beliefs by Wayne Grudem, all three valuable in just kind of helping us understand and think about who God is, um, and then at each at a varying level of application for personal growth. Then Heaven by Randy Alcorn, Uh, on what heaven is and answering some questions there and then the gospel and personal evangelism by Mark Dever. Three great resources um, that we'd love for you to to look at um, and dive into. You can definitely expect a review of some of these at some point in the future um, that'll give some further detail into what to expect um, and how these books are to be read. Uh, Some of them aren't meant to be read straight through, um, such as systematic theology. If you have any questions or comments 
comments or want to know more about any of the books to discuss today, you can always email me, christian at mywestwood.org. Until next time, grace and peace.